Hey guys, welcome to the Lauren Hour with your girl Alora Denon and your boy B Vass, my co-host. Go ahead, introduce yourself, and then everyone else. Roll call. Welcome to WrestleMania. Oh, the wrong show. Mm -hmm. Um, so hello everyone. B Vaz here, aka Brandon, coming from Philly PA. Hey, it's Jazz. Um coming from Atlanta. I'm sorry, I had a brain fart, so Hotlanta. <laughs> ow, ow. This is Dennis This is Dennis coming out of North Carolina, Wilmington. My boy D Page, what's up? Dude. That was that was a dry that was a dry intro for me. Yeah, it was. Mom was dry. It's better, it's about as dry as, you know. You guys are all, all you guys are dry. So it's it's uh, y'all got to that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not my homegirl jazz, but the boys is. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh -huh, so, I ain't in this. That was it. Uh -huh. You know what? I got to take that back because I forgot my homegirl. My homegirl here. So now I got to take that one back for be bass. Okay. Anyways, let me stop being messy today. <laughs> So guys, we have been out for a couple of days. Usually we like to shoot at least three times, but yo girl, man, I've been busy. I've been out here having my hand in so many pots, trying to get this money, you know what I'm saying? But um, we want to dig right into it today and we're going to get into the trending corner with your girl, Laura D. Let's go. So guys, I know everybody in their mama, is talking about Miss Paula Pattons. Lord, I didn't watch this video and all I wanted to say, take me to the key. Because what in the world was she thinking when she was preparing that fried chicken? She wasn't. Lord. Ooh, so for our viewers who don't know, Miss Paula Pattons, and that's my girl, don't get it twisted. Paula, we love you over here at the Lauren Hour, honey, but um, that chicken was not it, honey. So Miss Paula decided she was gonna fry some chicken. She she was ready too. She had her organic flour. She had her some doggone avocado oil cooking grease. I ain't never heard of that a day in my life, ever, not ever, okay? And then homegirl decided she was going to get her seasoning salt, her Larry seasoning salt. She then had her some paprika organic. Girlfriend then pulled out all the organic seasonings, okay? And so Miss Pattons decided she was going to wash her chicken. That was the first step that she did, and she did that right, Miss Pattons. Mm -hmm. Nope. Right. Cold water. That's all she did. That's She didn't do anything else. Some cold water. That's <laughs> wrong, number one. All she she was missing the lemon juice, but it's okay. We're gonna give her a pass on that because she at least attempted. So Miss Pattons, for the people who do not know, decided that she was going to flour her chicken and not shake the excess flour off. So rule number one when frying chicken, you do not want too much batter on the chicken unless you're gonna coat it, coat it in some um more batter. But you need you need your your wet, your dry, and then sometimes your bread comes. But Miss Miss Paula wasn't following any of those rules. She just took the chicken out the flour and just threw it in the grease. She didn't do it. You know, this is the rule. When you don't know how to shake the chicken, you do this mm -hmm. together because it's going to make the rest of the flour fall off. Anyways, so she went ahead and put that in the cooking grease, okay? And then she decided that she was going to season the grease and say they season the actual chicken. Brandon, what, what, what is that? Uh, that's not me. I mean, she's we Puerto Ricans. We know how to season food, so we we don't put batter on our chicken. And if we did, we would season it 
first. Like you would put the seasoning in it, then you drop it in the batter. But she just did it all wrong. All like not even not even salt, man. She didn't even give it salt. You know, say not even salt. And <laughs> that is the rule book for unseasoned food. And they always use salt and pepper like that is enough. She fell at rule number one of unseasoned food. Add salt. She did. <laughs> oh, my my girl, Jazz. I know you got to have something to say about this. Jazz, I want to hear it. What you got to say to Miss Paula? Get your sis in line. <sighs> she need her black car revoked. That's all I got to say. Dang I would have to away. Like we need to have a delegation with like the white peoples and like trade her. Oh, for... the race trade. The, what do you yes. call it? Let's, let's, trade, let's trade her for Rachel Ray. No, 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 no I let's want to trade Adele. her. We want Adele. What are you no, about? I was gonna say since you had said just said something before about Mark Wahlberg, that's what uh, we need to trade her for because that's <laughs> definitely a nigga for real. Like, yeah, he had a great comeback for that, didn't he? So yeah, we need to do a trade because she gotta go because that was just it's like, I mean, yes, Randy, she's she's mixed, she's, she's biracial. Mixed. Yeah, she's but it's like I mean, did you, you know, never like tap black. into your? She basically black. <laughs> but did she never tap into her black side when it came to like cooking? Like you've never run your black family cooking? Like I think her black side might have turned off a little bit. Someone said she was confused, so her her black side was telling her, "Go ahead, these are the steps you take." Because like I said, she was she beautiful. had everything right. She had everything she needed, but she skipped the rule number one. And that was season that flower, baby. Right. Season that flower. She missed rule number two. Girl, if you're going to clean that chicken, get you some lemon juice so you can get that stuff nice and good. Right, but right. she was close. She was close. And then, you know but what? But close ain't good enough. Like, Because, I mean, like, what if she would have, like, seriously, like, fed that to somebody? She, like, yes. Randy yes. says she's definitely confused. Yes, she is. Very. She is. Very. But she was so close because if even if she didn't season the flour, she could have just seasoned the chicken and then put the chicken in the flour because it would have still had a little bit of flavor and it'd have been a little bleh, but it would have been too bleh, you know. Um, Dennis, what's your take on this? D, uh, I had to put my, my, my phone here on um the stand to give her a hand clap. <laughs> You know, because here's the thing. She's probably a better cook than 80% of uh, these women out here. No. She's actually trying. She's actually trying to prepare a meal for a man. Say, no. No. Yeah, she's not. Again. She's, no. she's holding it down. Lord. That's, that, she's holding it down. She's trying her best to, like, prepare a meal. Here's the thing. I don't, I don't know how to make fried chicken either. And I actually had a wing place. I just had a wing wing place in the nightclub that I had, and I had the best wings. But I had to learn on the fly. I don't I don't see my my chicken. Dee, I put salt I, and pepper on it. Did he? What did he just say? I love you, D, but she was trying to send her husband or her boyfriend to his maker. She was trying to take them to the king. That that chicken wasn't even cooked. It wasn't even cooked right. <laughs> that shit was pink was, as hell. I knew I needed it. I knew I already. No, she cut it open. She said, look, guys. She was burning the grease and everything, man. <laughs> I think she, I think, I think that's I think that's PR because now she got us talking about it. I think she got something. No, that up. was not PR. I know PR when I see it. And that was not PR. She was serious. That woman was serious. She was in there like, I'm in here, Miss Betty Crocker for my man. And a, a, a homegirl chicken is dark, 
dark in the center and then light skin on the side. And then she's like, this is how you got to do it, guys. Take it out the grease and set it on the paper towels. And I'm looking at the grease like, why is it black already? You only got one batch. Your grease should not be that black already. And then she, she cuts it open and it almost took me out because I was offended. I was, who fries chicken like that? Yep, I'm pretty sure Ivy could have made chicken. Brandy burger. said, "Then why Robin Thick leave? Is she so so good? Cool." <laughs> Are they, um, what was it? Mark Wahlberg had the best line though. Mark Wahlberg said, "It's like Paul Paula Patton's chicken is like eating dry Captain Crunch and then drinking milk." Let me eat this cereal dry and then let me go. Then, I'm not some milk out there. It's like I mean, eating a Popeye's biscuit with no honey. Like true. I mean, yeah, because you know eating Popeye's biscuits is, is like suicide. I almost choked on one of them motherfuckers one day. Go ahead, Dennis. Oh, they. Go ahead. No, I just say, I just say they're they're rich as hell, and she got that that show money. I think I just think that she did this on purpose <laughs> just for attention because you can't be that bad of a cook and not know that. It was gonna come out bad. No, well, yes. I, well, I think she is that bad of a cook dog. They exist. I have an aunt who always tries to bring food to the cookout, and I always be like, "No, auntie girl, we don't. We want you to relax when you come over. You just bring the paper cups and stuff." Because let me tell you, dude, I just be wondering. You know, she's not watching. Are we related? Mm-hmm. Listen, there's a couple of them, so they don't know which one I'm talking about. I got a family member like that too. I can't say how they're related because then it'll give it away. Me but she neither. is when it comes to cooking, like when it comes to actual like cooking, cooking, it ain't her thing. Baking, she can bake her ass off, but when it comes to cooking, well, I can bake too. Yeah, she can bake. There, are yeah. we talking about the same aunt? Because like baking, we might be. I'm not sure. Are we? It's simple. You measure, you measure it, and then you put it and you mix it all together, right? See, so when you're cooking food though, like meat, you have yeah, it's, to it's you different. have to prep it's a it. Whole different show. There's a it prep a to it, and then after the prep, there's the actual cooking it. Cooking. You know, just yeah. put it in a bag in a baking sheet and just you know forget <laughs> about it for a half an hour. No, it's actually, I mean, yeah, like, that's, yeah, the process. Man, listen, I mean, you got I, a point. I should have knew my aunt couldn't cook when I went over there and it was like my first time going to her house and all the cousins was like, girl, come on, we're about to go order some pizza. And I'm like, why are you about to order pizza? She cooked. And my cousin looked at me like, what? Okay, we talk about a different aunt then. Yeah. Well, we talk about two different aunts, but still family. So My my cousins was like, nah. I went in there and it was some spaghetti and it looked weird. And I was like, well, not everybody makes the spaghetti the same. And I put the spaghetti on the plate, and I was trying to figure out why the spaghetti had the texture of mashed potatoes. And I'm trying to eat it, and it's just like, it's just falling apart. It's like mushy in my mouth. It was overly salted, the meat. I like my, my spaghetti meat ground up. I don't like chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like real, real fine, yeah. Man, I thought I found a cigarette butt in it. I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. Randy's I have another saying, family member like that, to too. Eat. To make a bologna cheese sandwich. I I've never done it again. Never. No, I had one time. I literally she broke a, one mustard. of my teeth because this family member of mine made a steak and the steak was so fucking hard. I'm pretty sure I could have thrown it at the wall. It made a like dent in the wall. Like, oh. Wow. You know, okay. it's messed up if you have a family member that brings over food, tastes like cardboard. That's. Um, no, you know, no, the worst. The I just worst be like, nah, I'm not hungry. Like. No, we we all got those family members who got roaches at the house, and we know they do, and they bring food over anyway. Like we always, like, yeah. 
I don't know if y'all got that, but yeah, I got a couple. Man, you just, just I, they, you just I mean, to... they bring baked, they bring baked beans and like stuff that roaches are gonna get into. Wait, what you like, I never see baked beans. beans. Yeah. <laughs> they'll bring something. they bring something that roaches get into, like potato salad or. We try to figure out if it's raisins. Potato salad with raisins. Yeah. That's how it used to be at the garden when garlands used to be the old one over there. The side. That's exactly how they used to be. Staples yeah. too. Right. Oh, no. Okay, guys. So we're we're gonna move it along because Lord, we didn't spend twelve minutes on that. So the, the gar. I'm sorry. Why you had to bring garlands up? Because you know what. I mean, they they had roaches, but they food motherfucking hit it. Like I knew yeah. every time I went, it was a chance, and my fans didn't give a mm-hmm. shit. Didn't care. <laughs> didn't care. Okay, so the the next <laughs> topic that we have is Sierra and Russell Wilson. So there is a, a, a ex football player. He was a linebacker for uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, his name is Shannon Crowder. So basically, he was on the pivot. A podcast and he called uh Russell Wilson a square. He said the only reason why he couldn't understand why uh Sierra was <laughs> Russell Wilson because he was a square, he's a lame. Um, actually, put that comment back up real quick. So, uh, Mr. Randy Easter said, Fold up the place, wait, fold the place up like a taco truck and um, deep it in trash. Yo, right, right, you're right. So anyways, let me get back on topic. So um, anyways, basically, he said that Sierra is with Russell Wilson because he is a square and he does not understand how Russell is with a woman like Sierra and she can't he can't understand why she she would leave future for Russell. I do not agree with his comment and I just don't I don't understand his thought process. What is wrong with Russell Wilson? Go ahead. Um, Girl, absolutely. Okay, sorry. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Russell. I mean, he loves his wife. What's wrong with him loving his wife? Like it like he would be wrong. Like he's wrong that he loves his wife. But he would be wrong if he was out here saying stupid bitches. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. calling her out her name, cheating on her, making her look stupid, all that. It's like it's a lose-lose situation, but it's right. like if he can if he's considered square or lame or whatever it is because he loves his wife, then so be it. I mean Right. That I mean, I, I love their relationship. I think they're cute, but I mean, not everybody thinks the same way. But I mean, the way he loves her is, you know. The, right. Oh. Randy, uh, Randy, Randy Easter said, "A cornball is just in a cornball." The audacity. Yeah. I mean, you want to you know. go, bro? Yeah. You want to go, bro? So, yeah, I'll go, and then you can go. Yeah. Uh. So. Aaron, about, like, Aaron, hey, listen, we want you to go too, boo. I see you over there in the dark corner, Erin. In the silhouette. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The the Russell um, Wilson situation, I mean, it's kind of silly that Future was the one who treated Sierra like crap. But yet, you know, he's the good guy in this scenario. Like, that guy's views, point of view is all jacked up. He is. And just because Russell William, Wilson, you know, is without controversy, he is, you know, a former Seattle Seahawk and he he was almost a national champ so you know he he did everything he could to stay in a positive light in the PR side you know he's without any type of uh no black black any stains you know nothing negative following him he has no issues with why gotta be why gotta be why, why gotta be a black stain why can't it be a white stain 
Okay, he don't have a white. <laughs> and, uh, he's got That's no stains on things. him. He he has <laughs> nothing but love for his wifey, and and uh, you know he's got um, a outreach. I think he's part of what Boys and Girls Club or something like that. He's a positive role model in a lot of people's lives. And mm-hmm. what's future got? Right. No, he's got baby mama drama. He, he doesn't yeah. have any. He got like twenty baby mamas. Yeah. Right. So he told right. one of the baby mamas to get a sign up for a GoFundMe because he didn't want to pay child support. Like horrible, horrible. So, um, uh, Randy Easter said he is the guy that pissed his pants before gangs. Lord, every single here's, game. Here's, here, here's the. So he needs a pull the, up before he go and play. Nah, I mean, pro, I mean, not a lot of players. Not, a lot of players. They got like they got like a bathroom. Like they. A, they pee it's like a bag. on the field. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bag, and they cover. <laughs> but here's the situation. This is to the point of, I know people get offended for me saying this, but oh, calling our culture trash. Our culture is trash in a way. Hey. Due to the fact that, here's going on. Our culture is trash in a way that the popular stuff that women go for, the majority of women, I'm not talking about all, I'm talking about the majority of women, go for is trash. Like future is the epitome of trash. Like he uh, treats his women like garbage, mm-hmm. and he when he sees one of them move on to a happier situation with a guy who got his shit together, they're quick to call him call that guy a square cornball. Corn like mm-hmm. whatever, whenever, whenever a black woman gets with a guy who's trying to do the right thing, he's considered the square. He's not the cool guy in the neighborhood due to the fact that. He's not doing the toxic things. Actually, um, the other day I went out with this this this, this girl and she um or woman, and she was in like a long relationship with a guy, hood guy, guy never worked, didn't mm-hmm. take care of business. And I asked her, I'm like, you know I'm a square. I straight told her, I'm like, you know I'm a square. Like, why would you want to talk to me now? Because she's about that life. Like she likes the type of guy. She's like, I want to switch it up and try something new because that wasn't working for me. But the whole point in hand is, I think if more women went for Russell Wilson, things would just be better all around for everybody instead of futures because he's just creating more single moms. Look at you sounding all positive and shit. What, one second. Can you put that comment back up? So um, I want to address uh, Randy Easter. He said, only community that hates on each other. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, Randy. I agree with that comment. Uh, and then uh, Pussy Talks uh, coming back up real quick. So uh, this is my homegirl, C.L. Brown. If you guys want to hear a very interesting, fun podcast, then you guys should check out my homegirl over at Pussy, Pussy, I'm sorry, Pussy Talks. Uh, she is guaranteed to have you guys rolling. Uh, she does uh, certain nights where she does an all-male panel, a mixed panel, an all-women panel. So you will get whatever you're looking for over there because my homegirl, she views with the shits. All righty. Um, Aaron, did you have anything you w- wanted to add before I move on? Um, pretty much, I mean, like everybody else said, ain't nobody trying to be around with nobody who's feeding on them all the time. But I feel like she went with a safe route with Russell Wilson, and that's cool. Go with the safe right. route. That's what some people do whenever they get older. They'd rather go with <coughs> safe and being in love and. Stuff like that. Amen. I guess. Only thing I don't like about Russell Wilson, I don't believe in people that 
have to raise other people's kids and tell them that they can't be a father to their own kid. So that's what I don't like. Like, who well, the fuck is you to tell me? Like, like maybe if, if Sierra had said some of the comments that Russell said, that would have been cool, but it's him. Like, who the yeah. fuck is you to tell me I can't be a father to my child? You can eat a whole day. But I don't think he really a baby daddy to the kid anyway. So it's no, like... yeah. So so he only the, cares for attention. Yeah. So the the problem with Russell was was not really a problem. <laughs> the issue was future would tell that baby he was going to come and get him. Wouldn't come get him on his designated days. He would tell him he was going to show up for certain things, and he would not show up for those things. Excuse me. And um, after so many letdowns. <laughs> I think bonus fathers, because I'm not going to call him a stepdad, bonus fathers, uh, they have to watch these children hurt. And after so many times of watching that baby dry his tears, because my husband said this to me once um, before um, about his bonus kids. Um, he said, you don't got to ask nobody for nothing. I got them. They my kids. They will not cry about nobody. Whatever they need, I will be there. And I think that's where Russell's at is little future don't have to worry about big future now when big future is ready to actually step up and be a man i think um russell will be a little bit open to letting him um come in because yeah, i have to protect that him. little boy heart that little boy heart probably been broken time that's his baby that is his baby you know you know like i had um because i had a stepdad my real dad uh, died before i was born uh I'm not gonna get into okay. it but my stepdad he um my grandfather, my, my, my dad who passed away, his, his dad, uh, my grandfather used to uh, call, hey, I'm going to come get you. And then he would like not show up, which used to be embarrassing. It got to the point that I would like, like try to play it off just in case he didn't show up. And it got mm -hmm. to the point he picked me up one time and he always goes to the Greyhound station for some reason. We go down to the WRTA in Youngstown. We go down to that bus station. And he, he left me one time and thank God my aunt was down there and she, and I was only like eight years old. My aunt was down there. But the whole point is that um, Russell is giving him structure, stability, like he mm -hmm. can rely on that male, right. role, like the positive role model. Yeah. Um, with future, if, if Sierra decided to stay alone and, you know, date another future or, or wait for a future, then that kid would be broken up inside due to the fact that he went he to, yeah, everybody flexed on him. And that's how it was for me. I mean, my heart, I mean, eventually when I got older, in my 20s, my grandfather stopped and I kind of became the flake. And I'm guilty of that, which is why right. with my son, I make sure and never ever tell him I'm going to show up unless I'm for sure going to show up. Because, I, I mean, that. it is, it is, you know, it's hard on kids. And I know it was hard on me. If I didn't have my stepdad to like cheer me up, he would always give me ice cream or just something to make me feel better. Yeah, you never bashed my grandfather, so right. So um I'm gonna um say this and then move on to our next topic. So um for the fathers out there who aren't perfect dads right now and they're trying to step up, um I would say to the stepfathers, if the if the dads are showing starting to show consistency and they're actually trying to be there, allow the fathers to still be there. There's nothing wrong with children having two fathers. Uh all the love in the world. <laughs> It's so important to kids right now. Children should have all the love in the world. So let's support each other as bonus moms and bonus dads and love on these children. So the next topic, because I said I was not going to address it again. So I have to, though. Miss Jada Pickett-Smith. Now, let me tell you guys. So everyone know here at the Lauren Hour, your girl, Alora Dannon, was awful wheel, okay? 
I am still from Will. But let me tell you what I am not here for, because I was defending Jada. I am not here for her BS. Miss Jada Pinkett Smith said she wishes Will Smith did not slap Chris Rock. I'm not the woman who needs protecting. <sighs> Miss Lady. Now, you are starting to make me mad because, first of all, your husband has been out here looking like an idiot. And I didn't want to say it because that is her husband and it is his duty to protect her. But you then openly cheated on this man. He has forgiven you. He has became a meme. And everyone thinks it's funny to laugh at Will's pain. And then you give him the side eye. And that means, Negro, I'm going to beat your ass when you get home if you don't step to this stage, okay? I was all for her. But my whole thing is if you felt that way, you seen that man getting up going to the stage, you should have grabbed him because there's been plenty of times when my husband was about to snap and I had to say, oh, no, babe, mm -mm, no, we're we not the type of people that's made for jail. My husband's not made for jail. I'm about that life, though. I'm about that life. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but Jada, where is your voice to stand up for Will? Will needs his wife. The, uni the union isn't always about the husband being the provider and being the strength. Sometimes as women, we have to be our husband's protectors. We have to be their strength. I mean, if it's not your husband, your boyfriend, your fiance, whoever, men need women they can rely on also. So you should have been very vocal. I don't care if Jada had went to the Red Table Talk and she didn't came out and she didn't cry tears, okay? And she'd been like, listen, we'll snap because my alopecia makes me feel some type of way. I cry in the mirror sometimes. I contemplated suicide. Now, because we would all bump that. We'd have been crying like, oh my goodness, really? But you didn't enemy speak up for this man other than saying you wish he wouldn't have slapped him. Right, Randy. She's a toxic narcissist. Like, I'm starting to see it because I didn't see it at first. But, like, you didn't have this. August that made out. August that came out with another song. Another song. Ain't about to come out with a book. Ain't about to come out with a book. So you got a book. You got a book deal. Will is losing bright. He's losing bright, too. He's losing bad boys. I wanted to see bad boys, four. I wanted to see his son who shot him. And the documentary, that he, that. the documentary that he's going to make for Netflix, too. Jada, Jada, at some point, honey, we're going to have to acknowledge that we played a hand in this, too. You need to step up to that stage, and you need to share some of this burden with your husband. I am so sorry that Pop wasn't here, and he was your one true love, because I have a feeling you'd have stood right by Pop's side. You probably would have walked up on that stage, and y'all would have jumped him together. Have Will's back like he had yours. Get it together, lady. And I'm sorry about that. It would been like the social words in 99. Nobody would have cared that much. You know, I, I'm sorry about her here. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> oh, so, so Randy Easter says if it wasn't for the backlash, she wouldn't have said anything regarding the altercation. I, I you know, Randy, I kind of starting to read her. I do believe that. I believe she would have just kept on sitting back and letting that man be fed to the wolves because she'd have been, she's because the kiss after was like, yeah, that's my homie, or I'm, I'm gonna say that's my nigga, that's my man, you know. But at the I mean, same time, come on, I Jenny. Mean, you you remember I got all that flack for, mm -hmm. for calling it out, calling the fact that like she's the devil, and like there's a lot of women. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call her the devil because that is a she very got the devil in her. No, she got she got she got, ang she's just an angry woman. She doesn't like men at this point. You know she's literally she the epitome of, a, of 
of a feminist. No, no, she hates, she hates men. She's pre- she preyed on a man that had like a drug issue, like, and he was he Kettle was on to the pot, health Kettle issues. To the pot. But but ultimately, I think Will he should be canceled at this point. I think they're just like throwing it on, just pouring it on him. And I think that he should get redemption because he's been like excellence, not even black excellence, he is, yes. he's been excellence. Yeah. Of all, you know, all, you know, um, of all actors, whatever, for so long that I think, I mean, he should have smacked the guy, but at the same time, and we can't end his career over this one mistake because he's never made a mistake before, other than going on that um, red table talk and crying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Jada should never, Jada should never put him in that position, though. Because oh, she's going to keep doing it as long as he allows it. Deny, deny, deny. Go ahead, Aaron. Really analyzing this situation, this is what I feel is that in the beginning of their marriage, Will was probably doing a lot of cheating. Probably. Like I'm I've I've heard that he cheated on her with like Jay um Gabrielle Union and uh, stuff like the, that. The, and the I feel like chick, she was, what's her name? She with the mold, she's a she was in Ghost Rider. Even uh, Mendes? Yeah. Yes, Mendes. He yeah. done with her too, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I so, feel like she stayed in the marriage, and so now yeah. all of this is payback because now she's at this point like where something else happened to where she ain't going back, and so she's going. She's pretty much going to drag this man's um career as long as he as long as he allows her to. That's true. So here's here's this is about to be ignorant for me to say because I have an attitude right now. So fuck that bald headed bitch, okay? I don't care. Like, um, hello, bald headed bitch like, over here. I don't yes, care. Yes, girl, care. you ain't bald headed and you a fine bald headed bitch. What? Thank you. You ain't nothing. You ain't nothing towards there doing shit like this to your husband. Where are you up and towards? Me, you too. You right. You right. I would never. I would never. Right. Fucking with this man. Like, all right. At first, it was like she brought out the um the August Alcina shit because August went up on tour TV and started talking about it. Yeah, they just right. started right. jumping in front of it. Little pussy. Like, but ain't they swingers though? So it's like I feel like Will should have already. That's not really like that's not known. All of her became about how invertly she's talking about how Will's bad in bed. Will's a bad lover. He did. She did. She did. She did. Well, let it off your chest, bro. Um, so um Randy Easter said Will is chasing a Tupac ghost because he has had to defend her, even if she and her daughter praising. I mean, she and her daughter is praising a dead man that's not even her father through a letter. Will at this point is broken. Yeah, Jada disrespectful as hell for that because what she was basically saying, letting that little girl say, is I wish you was my daddy because you gangster, gangster, and um, you know, my dad is kind of, kind of uh, with, with maybe. But the only way she would feel like that is if Jada was sitting around talking about him. If you yeah. married to somebody else, why does still, why knows you still talk about this man? Children imitate what they see. I think that Jada wished that Will was more aggressive. So, husband, I hope you don't mind. Husband, can I bring up something about our relationship? Wait one sec before you do that. Let me go ahead. Oh, you could do that. You could do that offline. You can do that offline. So, I'm going to say there's a video out. I think it was the Breakfast Club 
and they asked Will if he was ever jealous of Tupac when they were first getting together. And two, and he said yes. And he explained that whole situation that after he died, she was real broken. And at the time when they when she got older and she was able to be with Pac in that way, he died. And then he um he had to deal with that. He had to deal with Jada broken, like hurt that Tupac was gone. So what I think it is is that ever since Tupac passed away, he's been trying to be um a version of that of that guy that but he was focused he on, right he so he's be. like oh i'm just gonna do my career i'm gonna make myself super successful and then i'm gonna i don't him. think no i don't think that was it That's i think he, he, said. Said. he, he, said he focused he on his success and he didn't focus on her and help her heal because she was hurting he was he she focused on her internally on her stuff and he was like you know what? I'm just gonna go to my career. I'm not gonna go and, hey, and my family hurting. I mean, I get it. I guess she was That's hurt, but I mean, niggas die every day. She them two was hurt. One second, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, put that comment back up. Let me shout. Let me shout out uh, my homeboy Don at the Evening Rush Network, guys. Oh, go over there and check out Don and his uh, co-host Rainbow. Let me tell you, that show is awesome. Those two are. Yo, they A ones. I like them. They're really cool, um, and they talk about really great things. So don't forget to go check out the Evening Rush Network. They usually air on Wednesdays from seven p.m. to eight p.m. And um, bring up Randy's comment. So Randy Easter said uh, she was an alcoholic and addicted to drugs at one point. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. If, I ain't gonna speak on that because I don't really know if that's. I don't know about the alcohol thing, but I have heard about her being on drugs. I knew I've always, I've always saw her as a golden child. That was after um, Tupac passed. That's when she went into all that. So what I was going to um, say real quick um, about, uh, I know B said offline, it's nothing bad. So I want to share this because the one thing I, I do do is highlight certain things in my marriages. In my marriage, it's Lori, in my marriage. <laughs> so it's not oh, bad. She married too. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I was married to Justin Timberlake a long time ago. Y'all just didn't know. <clears throat> so anyway, so I, I did ask my husband for permission. And this isn't something that is bad or anything, but it was something that I had to learn about myself. And it took for my brother to tell me this. So I got upset one time at my husband because I wanted my husband to be a little bit more aggressive. And I don't know, maybe I'm like weird. I'm like, babe, I want you to talk like, you know, talk to me a certain type of way. You know, I want you to be a little aggressive. You know what I'm saying? And so my husband's like, what, woman? I don't want to do that. That's crazy. And so I was talking to my brother. I was like, man, I just want, I want to get slapped on a little bit, choked up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So no. So no. But really, um, it wasn't really uh, nothing really bad, though. But I just wanted to be like, uh, uh, like, you know, I thought it was cute for your husband to be like aggressive a little bit towards you. And then my brother had to tell me, he said, listen, your husband is not that type of man. Your husband was built to love you. There are some men who do not understand how to show love to a woman. And your husband is exactly how God created him for you. And that was to love and nurture you. You're so used to aggression because those other people love wasn't instilled in their lives so they don't know how to project that love 
onto others. And I think the problem with Jada is she wants Will to be someone who didn't have love projected in his life. And she wants him to be a little bit aggressive. And sometimes as women, we're flawed in that because sometimes we think that's what love looks like. And my, my brother had to tell me like, no, nah, that's not what love looks like. That's what um, brokenness looks like. And he said, yo, your husband made a whole table for you. And he's pulling out that chair for you at the table because you guys are a whole unit. Y'all creating an empire. You're the queen of that table and he's the king. And so he's going to always show you the love, tenderness. And, you know, my baby, you know what I'm saying? He the man. But I just wanted to share that. <laughs> but we're going to move on from this, though, because we want to get into the bitter baby mama syndrome. You guys that's know actually that. a good that's that's a good that's actually a good transition because you are oh, oh. this goes in hand with your husband being a good man. Women want the toxic guy and it causes them to end up being a bitter baby mama. Yep. Go ahead, B. Yeah, well, you know, hashtag daddy issues. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> <laughs> there you got stuff to work through. I do, I do. <laughs> I got you. I get I need some hours to cancel it. You know what? <laughs> let me, y'all let me know where my mind is going. Like, seriously, like, my, <laughs> oh, so anyway, let me quit because I'm about to say some stuff and Brandy might be looking at me like, girl. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So the Evening Rush Network said, I believe people have problems in their relationship, but there is, there is um, love. love, oh, love for everyone to see. I feel that. I feel that, Dawn. You're right. So let me get into the baby mama syndrome. So yes, bitter baby mamas are the worst. So anyway, so bitter baby mamas seem to be the thing more and more because people, people like they, they praise women who take their children out of their father's lives and the reason why i wanted to highlight this is because i know a couple of people going through this and right now these women are using the children against them because that man no longer wants to be in the situation again so i think i want to start with my co-host b b do you really believe bitter baby mama syndrome is a thing and if so please elaborate why <laughs> yeah it's a thing i i actually live it Ooh. Yep. So lived it with my first child, and now I'm currently living it with my second. Um, feel like my court uh, situation with the child support was like it felt like it was a, a targeted thing, and I tried to talk to my second child's mom because the first child's mom I really didn't have a choice. I was like in a situation where. I got put on it because she went and claimed welfare and I had no way of like getting myself uh, into the court <laughs> out about it after it was already adjudicated. Mm. And when I went up there, I was already out of the Marine Corps at this time. Like she did it the day I got out. I got out on the third. The mm -hmm. fourth is when the when the court hearing happened. I was like, this is crazy. That That's how fast it was. Mm. She knew the day I got out. So, so I was like, all right. So, you know, I, I've been doing that one for since 2009. And then my second one, um, that one was 
was a crap show because like I was paying, but then it got to a point where I was telling her like, look, I can't really pay this mm-hmm. amount you want. Cause initially she wanted me to pay 700 something dollars for one child. And then I was like, this is not happening. I was like, I can, I can only do this much. And, and then I, and it was like a little bit over 400. And then I was like, I, I can't even do that. That's too much. I got to drop it down to 300. And then it got to a point where I couldn't even do 300. I tried to talk to her. I said, hey, I, you know, I can only do this much for now. And it's like, I got to catch up on stuff because I went to debt trying to, like, make her freaking happy. And I couldn't keep up with those bills. And then we separated. So it became, like, a big problem for me. So it wasn't really that she needed the help. It was more so she was trying to use that to control your emotions. I don't know what she was doing. Um, I don't know where her headspace was at, but I, the judge ruled against me when I tried to tell him I couldn't pay that much because it, it just got he. So he um, told me that I got to pay over five hundred a month, and I was like, "This is crazy." Um, then it got I got put in arrears, so then I had to pay more. Then I'm almost at six hundred dollars for one child, and I'm on a fixed income, so you know I only get paid once a month. So I'm like, you know, this is like not cool. I had to file for bankruptcy because when the judge adjudicated me, I was already in the arrears then. So like it put me in a place where I was like, this is a kind of unsatin. She just sat there and was like all all okay with it. She was just okay with it. And I'm like, that's you, you chick, you're working part time. You make almost thirty dollars an hour. What the hell are you talking about? Right, right. So it was pretty messed up. But that's my that's my bitter uh baby mama story. Okay, um, so I, I, I want to ask this. Why do you think after you leave a woman, she be, she turns into bitter baby mom, and it, it just becomes this thing where you guys can't no longer communicate effectively when it comes to the child? Do you guys think that it's always because she doesn't want you with someone else or um, she just wants to see you unhappy? The relationship turned toxic. And so what happened is uh, after it became toxic, it was more like, uh, I want to hurt you. So I want you to feel what I'm feeling. So I'm going to hurt you in a way that I think is going to hurt you. Mm. So Randy Easter said, they'll use the children as leverage to control you, even if you moved away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Randy. I, I mean, I, go ahead, Dennis. Hold on. I mean, I was just going to say, this is the one case that I will side with the women, because I do think that. Um, a majority of bitter baby mamas are bitter due to the men lying to them, more so selling them a dream, and then to get in the pants, then they pop up with the baby because, you know, they're irresponsible, both parties are irresponsible, have a baby, and then the man don't want nothing to do with the baby for the most part, and then it creates a bitter baby mama, or the guy is with the woman, and he, he doesn't really... Um, he doesn't contribute like after say a year or two they break up he doesn't want to contribute anything to that child so it causes the woman to be bitter but i don't think like as a whole women mm-hmm. are bitter just because they're not with the guy because i know in my situation um like i have a great relationship now with my kid mom but she was more so um mad about things that wasn't anything to do financially or whatever it was stuff to do with the past but um, ultimately, I just think that, but I never sold her a dream. You know, she wanted to move on and do her own thing. She was happy with somebody else. Um, but I think women who 
put in, you know, they, they have the kid and they put in all this time with the guy and he just walks away. I think that's the main reason why women become bitter. I can see that. I can see that. That was, oh, Dennis, I like that. That was well put together. Very, very okay. positive, sir. Yeah. Um, positive, but it, it, I, get where you, I get where you're coming from. It's more different. Put it like that. It's different. Hey, big bro, you can answer this if you like. Um, so do you agree with um, some of the things that Dennis said. You know, like, I got a, I got a lot on my mind right now, and my answer is gonna be so fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so guys, so for um, Aaron, aka King of Petty, um, today is gonna be his last day. So in a few, we're gonna give him a send off. So today he's probably just gonna be kind of watching and just observing for today. Um, so if every, if any, well, everyone who's watching, if you guys can, you please show my big brother some love, you know, it's going to be his last day. We're going to miss him. We love you. So, um, Jess, I didn't hear from you. Go ahead. Give me your take on this, Jess. Um, I mean, with basically what everybody else said, yeah, I mean, guys create the situations to be better baby mamas, you know, like, I mean, that's all I, I can't relate, like. I mean, she said, uh -uh, I'm not, I can't, it just doesn't flow off my tongue right. No, I mean, I can't call, I can't call Eric a baby daddy because, I mean, he's a father, that's my husband, you know, so. Right. Like, oh, well, you're not in that situation. Right. So, so I can't, I can't attest that. I was once a bitter baby mama. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, what? Let me get that popcorn real quick. Well, you know, you you know, you better grab the popcorn when it comes down to me, honey, because I always stay with a story. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Let, that's what I'm learning. Like every time, it's always a story for something. Listen, so, you might you might ask about you then. I like stories. So okay. That's not, that's not okay. No, so I've only had one of uh, one guy I had to be a bit of bait mama with, and not my husband. Um, but I don't care because he could cuss, cuss me out right now. So my son's father, him and I were like this thing where we were just like, what you doing? What you doing? I ain't doing nothing. Want to come over? That type of thing. Seven years. That type wow. of thing. Got pregnant, right? Oh, um, happened. <laughs> right. So anyways, we were, we, were the, we were like best friends. We were literally like best friends where... He could do him, and I didn't care. I did me, he didn't care. But the situation became toxic once I got pregnant. And um, when I was pregnant, he had to move because he went to help kind of um, rebuild some stuff in the South when Hurricane Katrina, Katrina happened or whatever. And so I think along the lines, I became bitter because um, I was upset he wasn't there when my son was born. Um, I was upset that he wasn't present the way I wanted him to be because he had a situation and it became serious and that person didn't want any parts of what we were, you know, what we were, the life we created. And so I became bitter because I was like, what the heck? Are you serious? So I'm like the homegirl trying to roll up and bust out his windows and do all the crazy stuff. Yes. But the bad part was I'm pulling up in the loud car. Like my homegirl's muffler is so loud. So we pull up. <laughs> 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 So I'm coming. The crazy thing is, he lived on my mother's street. Like that's how we that's how we met. We stayed on the same street, 
And like I'm, I'm almost there trying to bust out the windows throwing rocks. And my homegirl, like I'm, I'm. This is before I mean had the baby because I was mad at this point at him for some reason. I was pregnant. So and you I'm pregnant there, and throwing rocks. Throwing rocks out. Of the, and he like he called me. He's like, now why you come by here on that mess? You had that girl scared. She thought somebody was shooting because it was a girl in there. And I'm laughing. He's like, you coming over? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there. Like, <laughs> but I for a moment I was a bitter baby mom. And um. One day I decided to be an adult and tell him, like, listen, I'm this way because I felt like you abandoned me and I felt like you walked away from your responsibilities and it felt like, why didn't you love our child? You know, and I, I, I never told him that and I never thought to tell him this because I thought he wouldn't receive what I was saying. But this man was so mature about it. And he said, you know what? Now that you're telling me this, I can see how that could have made you feel. And now we we have the best relationship, you know, like I can call him uh, for advice. He can call me for advice. Anything to deal with our son. We always on the same page when it comes to parenting. We're always on the same page. And literally like that's that's the homie for real. So Randy Easter said bitterness from unresolved issues. So still tied with you. Thus animosity brew intercede. Hatred of both men and women can develop the straight. That is never very true. Fucking lie. Ooh, I that know that one first. Randy, Randy, okay, Randy, you are deep. Mr. Randy, I'm gonna call Mr. Randy, Mr. Suave. So you guys, um, if, go ahead over to uh Randy Easter's page and check him out on Facebook. And if you need any uh trucking needs, that is probably your guy because he's a truck driver. And um, from what I see, Randy know what he's doing out there on that road. And we're going to always pray for you to be safe and keep on getting to that money. Okay? So, uh, Brandon, go ahead. Oh, no. I'm just like. So, um, I did do some. Oh, so I did do some research. So, they said a bitter baby mom can be born because she gets tired of disrespecting her life, disappointment by um, the person that she loves, disappointment by others. So they're saying that baby mothers, baby mothers may not just get upset with the baby fathers. They may get upset with his family, and yeah. they don't like how the family interacts with her or the child. Thus, you know, if he's not handling it, she becomes mad at him. So they said that it also can be a host of things like her not being able to be provided for financially. So when I thought about bitter baby moms, I only thought one thing that the mother was upset because she could not be with the man anymore but i did some research and reading i found out that it's a slew of things that can make a woman bitter and like dennis said if a person leads her on and she truly invests this time in this person and then they don't really want her or if she has to deal with the family and the family's disrespectful and um that becomes so stressful on her and the baby and she then entails take it out on the kid's father but I wanted to say, I wanted to ask a question. How do you guys think uh, bitter bitter baby moms affect the children and the upbringing? What do you think affects the, ch the child the most? I think, the, I think the biggest thing that happens is the women, they portray that the father as just the worst thing in this world. You know, like they portray the father as just <laughs> nothing. Don <laughs> the Evening Rush Network said, I just started ignoring her crazy ass because I already I'm he said I'm already on child support. <laughs> That's right. Ignore those phone calls. If the baby's taken care of, ignore those phone calls unless you know baby needs you. 
I mean, the biggest biggest issue is you need, you know, the kids need fathers. And that's the thing that's that's just messing up kids. And it's gonna only going to get worse 10, 20, 30 years. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're going to see. Because now you see, like, with all the um, – not saying LGBT has anything to do with not having fathers. But, I mean, you have all these different, like, like um, genders now. And you have, um, you know, people so doing – so what you're saying is um, you think uh, that children's sexuality may develop a certain way from fathers being absent? Um, no, no, not necessarily that. What I'm saying is oh. kids, kids, kids. I didn't understand the relation to LGBTQ like fathers add, with absent no, I'm fathers. Saying, <laughs> no, I'm saying fathers add structure to kids' lives, okay? Like discipline, the kids' lives. And the problem you face is these kids are growing up without any type of knowledge of how to love what to love who to love like um the women or, or the, the young girls they're not understanding how they should be loved and by the mother portraying the father as you know deadbeat and and you know he was this terrible of a man it's causing the daughter to think you know what this guy who is literally the same thing as that guy or or, or maybe the same thing as that guy he's normal because that's what my father was and I just think it's oh, well, worse because you have, so, I mean, you have like kids are being misdirected into doing different things. Like, you know, like the genders and the, the um, I'm trying to think of the other ones, but you know, like I want to say genders, but you know, these, well, these, well I would these, disagree. <clears throat> I would disagree with that because um, I have a cousin who is transgender and um, I love him to death. Um, he doesn't, he, he's transitioning, but he's still recognized as he, and it's not really that, um, the fathers aren't involved because his father and his mother is there. Um, so I think that that's just a personal decision. Because you know there's over 50 you have, you can have genders, mom though. and dad there and a child is going to feel whatever they feel, you know. But you know there's over 50 genders now, right? And these kids... I mean, they and, don't and, have nothing. You got you, you to gotta understand, people are fighting now wait, wait, for can you kids. Put those, can you put those comments back up? I'll start with Randy's first. Let me address the comments real quick, guys. Right, I like to interact with our fans. So... Oh, so Dawn said once the ch the kid gets old enough, they're they'll see that the mom is crazy. Next one, um, that's true, Dawn. Um, the evening rush. Uh, Randy Easter said child is going to suffer. Only repeat what he or she sees once they become adults. That is true. That is so true, Randy, because they imitate us. Um, and then the evening rush network said that depends on the role the role you as a father play in their lives. That is so true. So um. <clears throat> So what I'm going to say this real quick, because I want to clarify this. I don't believe that having a parent or a parent absent causes the child uh, to be confused about their gender at all. Let I me, let me, uh, you, let me tell you, let me tell you, because you, I kind of sound nasty right now because I didn't get to finish the point. Let me okay. just make, let me finish the point there. I'm not saying not having a father means you're going to be LGBT. What I'm saying is these kids are being directed now by mothers who there's no father in sight. And it seems like those kids are doing, they're playing house literally up until adulthood to where they're believing in things that aren't true. They don't have God in their life. Um, there's no structure. And the kids ultimately, I mean, 10 years from now, I mean, you got now 50 genders. You're going to have over 100 genders and these genders don't make sense. I just think most of these cases I see, fathers aren't around. It's yeah, mothers. I still think you're trying to correlate. I still think you're trying to correlate yep. uh, fathers um, being absent for children deciding what yeah. their gender is going to be. 
and not right. have to just well, not, not gender. I'm saying there's over fifty yeah. genders. Yeah, but yeah. you yeah. add genders, so it keeps seeming like you're going back. Mm-hmm. Into that, so. I you I don't agree. Seem like they have yeah, I don't agree with that either. Yeah, and I'm, they don't go I'm, hand in hand. I'm a conservative <laughs> atheist. Okay, so I'm not. I don't fit that box of a, of you know what people say as a conservative. I don't do Christianity. I don't do any of that stuff. But I'm also a conservative, so we have that with me, right? Right. I also support the LGBT community, but I don't support the pushing of these identities on children. The children should just be children, and that they become of age of like, let's give them Mm sixteen. You know, they decide. Oh, you know, I want to do this, but I'll be like, if you're in sports, you need to you need to stay in those sports in the gender you're in. You right. try to go into another one as a different one, you ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work. Yeah. Um. As as far as that, I want children to make sure that they're mature enough to make that the children, because you have so many um children who transgender. I mean, transition too early, and then they have and it messes them up in the it, head. It does. Yeah. So let's support the children who don't identify as what they were born as. But let's give them some time before we push them into transition. Yeah, give them that development cycle. And make sure they get a lot of counseling and a support so that they'll be fully prepared for the things that comes along with transitioning, which is so sad that we have to say that. It's so sad that that's a thing. But, um, given, given what uh, Dennis said, I should be a, a woman. Yeah. But w- this you know is- that, right, Dennis? But I was guys, what was that? No, but here's but here's but here's the thing. Yeah, remember, see, this is the problem that we do. You have a hundred percent. We'll pick out the five, ten percent of people that aren't in that category, but then the majority we act like it's not really happening. And you gotta understand, you can look at all the all the studies that they're doing and all the, the these these shows that are talking about this with parents, it's always t- women, no okay. men in sight. Like, you know, that bill that just they tried so- to pass or they passed in Florida that keeps them from talking about sex in schools between kindergarten and um, third grade. You have women, liberal women, fighting for that bill to not have been passed. You have Disney fighting for that bill to have not been passed. And that's what I mean by fathers, we're not putting up with that. I don't want you talking about sex to my third grade so so that's a, that's a that's a whole different show for in itself because we would need more time to dig into that so um uh the evening rush network said the sexuality is some is oh the sexuality is oh sexuality has nothing to do with parents if that's what they feel in their hearts that's what they're going to do right well well he, here we go like let's go ahead and talk about that part right there sexuality is not your identifying sexuality should not be pushed onto a child a child shouldn't care about <laughs> what they're sexually into they should be caring about being a child up until a certain point yeah, when they don't say gay bill is not to press onto children that are uh, under a certain age to say hey if you feel like you're this then you can say you're that and like no the children should just learn their abcs one two threes and just be front friendly and play with each other and junior how but, that, but, but randy's coming back up so randy easter said it's the new age parents they've become enablers allowing the child to be to whatever else in society that's that's spot on as like yeah, I agree. it's the that, parents yeah. problem that they have to instill these principles on their children and they're becoming they're raised by TikTok. This right. is a generation raised by TikTok. They're going to follow the trend. That's so, all it is. So let me, um, 
And the trend now is against ultimate trend now is against men. So so let me say this really quick. Um oh golly, yeah, I made me lose my train of thought. Okay, I, I went so, off subject. So, I went off so subject. You really did. So I don't believe that sex ed should be taught to children in kindergarten through fifth grade. Now six to on up. Now that's where the children who want to cross over a transition, that's when they should start having that choice but it should still be a choice if they want to i'm not saying that's not okay for them to not identify as they want to identify but i'm saying let's not push these on these children while they're still in grade school when they should be worrying about batman and joker and robin and spongebob sexuality should not be talked about right now in elementary yeah. school because children be should still be kids period Jimmy, even thinking about that stuff and politics. That's a good, please, that's, that's a good point. That out of yeah. So, yeah. So the Evening that's Rush Network said, "You got to remember, kids now are seeing things faster than when we were growing up." That is very yeah, true. The internet's true. raising our children. And the internet's yeah. got a lot of problems. But that's why we have to hold these big corporations accountable. Because, like, I had to stop letting my kids watch. Um, what's it called? Uh, Raven. Um, Beast that's so Raven. No, Raven. Beast oh, Beast. Teen Titans. Teen Go. Titans. Yes, Teen Titans Titan Go or Teen Titans? Teen Titans Titan. Titan Go because it's just so it's it's so it's it's, it's so meta sexually suggestive. I love yeah. it. No, not for kids. And then I was watching um it was some show and then it says six six six. <coughs> it's like these shows are really trying to program our children. There was even a show I was watching on. Uh... Tubi. Yeah, they do. You know what? I'm not against. I'm not against the cartoons having gay characters because there are children who are who are young, and they know that they're not. Um, they're not going to be with a male. They're not going to be with a female. And then some of these children have two two parents who are male and male, and two um, moms and moms. So sometimes you you have to let children kind of see what what their household looks like. At first, I was really against it. I really was, because I'm like, why, why, why? But then I had to realize our children today are being raised by, uh, you know, two male fathers. And yep. so that's, it's, it's just the way it's going. So let's just- I mean, I mean with it. like if you look at, if you look at Disney, for example, Disney is now trying to, like the, um, they, the video came out with um, Disney executives pushing the fact that they're gonna start putting more gay and transgender um, um, characters in shows, and I, I, I don't see a problem with that, but it's kind of getting to the point that our media and our corporations are trying to push our kids ultimately to sway towards a certain certain right. way. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. back when I was a kid, I remember like I wanted to have my my ultimate dream was to have a threesome, due to the fact that we yeah, were I kids. To have a, yes, but like, what the I'm, hell? I'm, t I'm talking about 15, 16, before I even lost my virginity. Yes, because I this comment. Because I saw, I saw it on TV as being deemed cool. So it's wow. kind of like we're what the, hell did you, what the hell was you watching that fifteen that had three songs? Ice Channel, I bet. Because um, my ass, my ass was watching Tsunami. Yep. I'm Dragon Ball. Let's go. Right, ready for Goku and Frieza to keep on fighting and see who was going to win. <laughs> yo, so <clears throat> waiting to yo, see sales final form. To piggyback so, on what you said, Dennis. So Disney now stopped princesses and princes. They're all called dreamers now. Yep. So you know that. I think yep. that's the biggest mistake Disney ever did. And I wanted to go to Disney, but now I'm like thinking I shouldn't go because that's like I don't want to give them cash if they're gonna do that kind of 
wokeness. It's okay. bad. Alrighty. So um, go woke, go broke. So so uh, Randy said, sex, race, gender identification shouldn't be in preschool curriculum. No, it should not. It's only going to develop future per, uh, promiscuity. Perverts and racist. Okay, perverts and racist. Oh, Randy, I hundred percent agree with that. Um, I really do, Randy. Randy, you'll be spot one, man. Let me tell you. Okay, Mr. Smooth, you'll be spot one. Huh? Am I still just observing? Okay, you can jump in when you you want to. Well, well, I know I know that when I was asked a question, I was going to start answering and then you went into about how to Yeah, and I was waiting for you. You said you about to say some crazy stuff. I was just I was just letting you know that it was gonna be crazy. I didn't say that I wasn't gonna say anything. I wanted to hear it too. And I just kind of got past, so I've just been sitting here listening, but I'm just kind of confused at how the hell we got off of bitter baby mama. Right. We're about to and get back on track. Because you know Mr. Dennis always takes us off track. So the Evening Rush Network said, I agree with you, Randy. So let's get, thank you, Aaron, for getting us back on track. So anyways, let me hurry up and get back into the bitter baby mama syndrome thing. So bitter baby mama syndrome is a real thing. And if you are a woman and you feel an aggression towards your, and any bitter baby daddy syndrome is a thing too. So we're not going to just say women, but um, if you're feeling some type of way towards your kids, fathers, um, please remember that the way you interact with him or her will affect your children long-term. And some things is not worth you being petty. Some things are just not worth your children seeing Children need both parents, and they need both parents to sometimes just get along. You don't have to be together, but for the sake of the children, let's put all of this bitterness to the side and all this anger to the side. And if you still see this man or this woman and you feel enraged, then I implore you, implore you to seek help. Because that means, like Randy said, you have some um, unresolved issues unresolved issues that you're going through and it is affecting you emotionally i know i was there i was trying to pull up in the putt putt and bust out windows i get it we all let these men and women take us there and um uh pull that that comment up real quick so the evening rush network said Listen, co-parenting is not for everyone. It is not for everyone, but I do want to try to encourage parents to get along for the sake of the children. You ain't got to like her bald-headed behind. She don't have to like your bald-headed behind. Let's just be okay for the kids because at the end of the day, children are going to want both of their parents at their wedding one day when they get married. Daughters are going to want their fathers to walk them down the aisles. Sons are going to want their mothers to light that union candle, okay? So we have to kind of get along. And let's not use our anger to control a man through his children or a woman through her children. Because that is just downright evil. But that is all that I have to say about bitter baby mama syndrome. I had more to get into, but thanks to Mr. Page, we got off subject. (laughs) So Every time. Any dog on time. Listen. Man, <laughs> so we have a special send off for my brother Aaron. Hey, a lot of great. Get your behind on this camera. 
<laughs> so guys, today is a lot of great or Aaron or fuzzy as I call them. Today is going to be his last show um, with the Lauren Hour podcast. So we want to give him well wishes and send him off with love and let him know that we're going to miss his pettiness. We're going to miss the Batman voice. And um, <laughs> we're definitely going to miss your pettiness for sure. And um, your, unique, your unique views. Because let me tell you, you do have some great insight once you're not staring off into La La Land. You really do. And we love you so much here. Can um, all you guys, one by one, say something encouraging to Aaron, please? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Aaron, uh, well wishes to you. And I hope that you come back, you know, stronger and faster, better than ever. And, um, you know, I'm going to miss some sexual chocolate. <laughs> Damn right, everybody going to, especially Jazz. <laughs> <sighs> Can I go next? Go ahead, Jazz. Good. Dog. Um, of course, well wishes. I ain't gonna miss that sexual chocolate shit. I mean, I mean it was funny, but you know. I mean, we'll miss it for, you know, like, hey, you know, like looking for it, but you know, other than that, nah. But you the homie, you know that. You know that. So um I'm gonna try to it's hard for me to um emotional i kind of want to cry because now oh, i'm not gonna have anybody to like come back at me with points now i'm gonna just own y'all because he was the only he's the only one strong enough he's the only, he's the only one strong enough to come back at me with some points ooh, ooh. so i'm gonna miss that but did uh, he just call us a bunch of punk bitches he didn't uh, call me yeah. i'm joking i got i got reviews Mm -mm. I'm joking, but no, I wish you, I wish you the best. Hopefully you come back and, um, you know, uh, wish you best, um, with, um, your future there. Yeah. So Aaron, you know that you always have a seat here at the one hour podcast. We are truly going to miss you. And, um, please come back once in a while to hit him with some he's hit him with a couple of command mayors. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With his ass, like, uh, uh, Goku does Frieza. You know what I'm saying? Dragon Ball reference. Oh, okay, I ain't hit. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Aaron. You know, we had Undertaker retire, man. So you deserve it. it. <laughs> now you got you Aaron. deserve it. Yeah. All righty. So um, this has been the Lauren Hour podcast. Um, let me shout out a couple of people um, today. So let me shout out my homeboy, Don, over at the Evening Rush Network, him and uh, Rainbow. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let me shout out my girl, CL Brown, at Pussy Talks. We definitely appreciate her because, you know, like I said, she's definitely with the shits. And also, uh, let me... Let me shout out my homeboy Randy Easter. I really appreciate Randy for yeah. Randy from uh, Randy for tuning in, and I also want to give a special shout out to Randy because mostly anything in your refrigerator, anything in your house, Randy Randy has brought that. Okay, he is a hardworking truck driver. We want to show our truck drivers love. So when you guys see our truck drivers out there on the road, show some love. Buy them dinner. Buy them breakfast. Send them a cup and of yield. coffee. Yield to them. 
Yes, if you only knew, your 10 minutes on the road is like, they're 10 hours. You, too, you gotta I know, I, I know, I know. It's not, <laughs> it don't take me 10 minutes. Well, no, it do, because I just be. Your 10 minutes trying. is their 10 hours. Imagine being on the road dealing with people like you for 10 hours. Okay, so listen, guys, I've, no. been, I've been sipping on this Red Bull. So I've been slurring my words. I'm tripping over here. Um, but let me tell you guys, I enjoy this panel so much. I am so thankful for you guys because let me tell you guys, before I got on here, I was feeling very aggressive. I thought I was going to turn into the Hulk real quick. Yeah. But every, <laughs> every time I get on here with you guys, I get back into my calm. I'm Bruce Banner all over again. Um, so... <laughs> I'm back down here with y'all puny humans, so I feel a little bit better. But um, let me give. You just uh, said puny humans. I know I caught that right. <laughs> wow. So let me let let me give some love to my brother Roosevelt Gray. Let me tell you, I love you, bro. I appreciate you so much, my cousin Sierra Johnson. I love you, girl. I love that you support me so much, and to my mama Rosalie Gray. I appreciate you, mama. I love you so much. Thank you for giving birth to this beautiful specimen. Okay. All right. But let's send you guys off with some love. So I'm going to have to pull this out because let me tell you, like I said, the aggression has been floating. It's been floating all around me all day. Um, What can I say today that's going to make everybody feel good? Yo, if you guys are married... If you guys have been dating for a while, remember to always consider your spouse or the person that you've been with for a while. Consideration, understanding, and communication <laughs> is everything. And remember, ladies, happy wife, happy life is not a term just meant for women. Happy husband, happy life, happy boyfriend, happy life. Life. Let's remember that we're in partnerships, okay? And in partnerships, it takes two. So when we're in these partnerships, let's remember our spouses, our boyfriends, <laughs> partners, whoever you would. And in the morning when you wake up tomorrow, that person know how much you love and appreciate them. Thank them just for the simple things. Thank you for bringing my slippers. Thank you for just being beautiful. Thank you for just being you. Let's always try to lift each other up with words of encouragement and speak life into each other. Because guess what? You never know what that person is going through with their thinking. You may lay in bed next to them, but sometimes they just be having a little bit on their mind. Give them a kiss on that forehead and let them know that you love them and that you are there and y'all are as solid as a rock. Let yeah, that's forehead as an F-O apostrophe head, not forehead. F-O-R-E. Forehead. Foe. Like Show. Brandon. Brandon has forehead. Foe. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love you. Uh-huh. Uh, it it goes all the way to the back, too. Now, you, now yeah. you know I'm hood. So the hood's going on. You're going to always get ain't, should have, could have, maybe, baby. Oh, here. I got something. Here, spell this one. And I'll and I'll use it in a sentence. Okay. Ready? I, I put it in chat. You see it? What? For woken? What? Nope. Nope. That's for weekend. For and weekend. I'm gonna use it in a sentence. Hey man, could you move up a little bit for we can park here? Oh. 
know, so we can fart, um, park, park, Lord. <laughs> so we can park here. So, <laughs> so twisted today. Yo. That's the word of the day, guys. F O W E K E N. Faux weekend. Faux weekend. Oh, faux weekend. Oh, that is. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. You just, just got it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, slow, slow. Delay. <laughs> my husband said, You can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty and brains, they don't go together. Are you telling me that? No. no, I got beauty right. and breast. That's Maybe all I need. Then. <laughs> you got the beauty and brain. Yeah. All right, guys. But thank you guys for um, being here tonight. We truly appreciate everyone who watched us tonight. Do not forget to please like, share, and subscribe. If you have not already done so, please head over to YouTube and um, search up the Lauren Hour podcast with your girl, Laura Dannon. And hit like, share, and subscribe. Tell your pastor, tell your doctors, tell your baby mama, tell your baby daddy, you know what I'm saying? Tell that bald headed hoe in the back. Tell them thoughts over there. Tell everybody about us, okay? And ask them to please like, share, and subscribe, okay? And um, <laughs> for anyone on um, yeah. our platforms, our listening platforms, okay. Apple, Spotify, you guys know who you are, and I'm going to always shout you guys out. Oh. Apple, thank you guys for always showing out and keep on downloading us because we we appreciate the love. We so appreciate it. And if you guys want to see our reactions and see um, my ho- my homeboy, Saitama, over here, please come on and go to YouTube. <laughs> Saitama! <laughs> Saitama! <laughs> Go to YouTube, hit share. The, wait, God, I can't go over to YouTube and check us out, guys. Hit the share, like, and subscribe button. And also check out our fan page at the Lauren Hour Podcast over on Facebook. Make sure you go over there and hit the like button, hit the share button. It only takes two seconds. And we are out. Deuce.